0: up everybody welcome back to lipstick and lightsabers i am shannon and i'm alex and we are finally back we took a little bit of break life was happening but we are here to talk about the entirety of book of boba fett which honestly i think is gonna be a good way to go
1: yeah definitely i feel more confident talking about it now that it's all done
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, before we get into that, I have a recommendation. Uh, the Little Thieves by Margaret Owen. Chef's Kiss. So good. If you like, you know, Uprooted, like there's other books by Naomi Novik. If you like Serpent and Dove, you are going to love Little Thieves. It's got a soft boy in the church that wears glasses that falls in love with the heathen girl who is like the adopted daughter of death. Like... I, it's just it's chef's kiss amazing love it go go read it alex you have to read it it's so good
1: okay <laughs> i gotta start midnight horizon first
0: yeah that that already brings us to the news i'm like 50 pages
1: into midnight horizon. everyone every single person i know reading this book is like slogging through it and it's not that it's like bad everyone it should have come seems... out before
0: fallen star yeah
1: like, it, like, Fallen Star really felt like the finale, and it feels weird, like, going back. Yes. Like, we had closure. With the Fallen Star, there was closure at the end of that book. Yeah. it's it, Well, because we still felt
0: like there was more story to tell, and I'm hoping that we see that in this. And from what I've read of Midnight Horizon, it does feel like a breath of fresh air. It's not that, like, sadness from Fallen <laughs> Star, but it just... It's hard to get back in. I feel like they just really... Drop the ball on, like, how they released these. And I mean, like, with Justina's book, it was because of the publishing issues. But with this, like, the YA book always comes second. So I think with this one, they should have made a, like, an exception and released them reversed, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Hopefully, we will have that done by next time, and we'll talk about it, um, because I do think it's going to be good. We also
1: have the next Crescent City book coming up this week. Oh, that's so right. I keep forgetting. I guess when this releases, it's going to be out.
0: (laughs) I was going to reread the first Crescent City, and that didn't happen. Yeah, good luck
1: with that. That didn't happen. That book's huge. It's so
0: huge. I'm probably going to have to listen to this book, I feel like, in order to get
1: through it, because
0: it's just, oh, man.
1: I'm really excited though. I got a for, for Christmas, my dad got me a ticket to one of Surgeon Mass's little like online book tour things. Mm-hmm. It's Wednesday or Thursday. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. So excited. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. I'm I listen, I loved Silver Flames, but Crescent City was so good.
1: Yeah. I, like, I feel the same way. The, you have to be in different moods to, like, want to read one or the other. They're yes. very different. Yes. Um, but Crescent City, um, like, her first book in the Crescent City um, series is so strong. Like, such a strong opening book. You know, Silver Flames already has, like, the pre-existing world and everything built into it. Um, but she's doing such a good job world building with Carson City. I'm excited.
0: Well, and I feel like the first one honestly works as a standalone. Like, it it leaves, like, more to be wanted. Like, obviously, you leave off with it, and you're like, okay, I want more. But I think you could leave it as a standalone, and it would still work, which speaks to that world building. Because we've never, we, she's never done a world that's, like, more of a city instead of like it's like modern yeah it's way more modern yeah yeah and this time they don't have back wing bat wings they have feathered wings which just adds a whole other level of everything so
1: and some people have hooves (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my gosh yeah we're gonna get to see her perform in the ballet in the ballet (laughs) oh
0: my gosh i'm so excited okay so we have a lot more book news. Um, let's go ahead and talk about that. So we mentioned Midnight Horizon, which is the last book in Phase 1 of The Higher Public. And we just got all the news about Phase 2. So what what books got announced?
1: Okay. So we got that YA book that we knew was coming, which is a Justina Ireland and Tessa Gradin collab. Um, and it's going to be called Path of Deceit. I'm very excited for this. Mm-hmm. Justina writing YA again. That's her zone. Like, I I believe Justina's zone is YA and not middle grade. We got one called Quest for the Hidden City by George Mann, and that's the middle grade.
0: I'm not sure how to feel about that one.
1: I know what you mean, because I, I, I'm not sure that I'm going to enjoy the writing of this book. But the idea that there is going to be a quest for a hidden city in the Star Wars universe is very intriguing. Do you think... So,
0: our understanding is that this is in the past from Mm -hmm. High Republic, so even farther back. Do you think this hidden city could tie in with Fallen Order?
1: Like, Like, the... Yeah, I can't remember Are you the name talking of them. about, like, that really ancient, like, ruins that yeah. you go through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember what that's called, but... Hmm. I like that idea. I really, I really like that idea. I just, like... with
0: With the appearance of BD1, I feel like... Maybe they're it's on their mind. Yeah. They're like, we haven't forgotten you.
1: And with the release of Jedi Fallen Order two coming, um, I don't know, uh, 2023, 2024, maybe. (laughs) I like it would be really cool to tie in that history because I think that there is a little bit of work already done there, but also like a ton of room for them to put in their own stuff Mm -hmm. the next book is the one i'm most excited for zareda cordova is writing adults and it is called convergence i think this is gonna be the best high republic book
0: i'm calling it now listen like i so i recorded two videos today and one was for the inheritance of Okidia divina which is by zareda cordova the only other book i had read by her was crash of fate which We've talked about this. wasn't our favorite. It's kind of
1: soft and fluffy. I think it's well-written, but it, it is. is, like, too fluffy for both of us. Yes.
0: I think, like, her character work and, like, the story was there. The fluff was just too much for our taste. Yeah. Now – Inheritance, Miss Zoraida. Like, if this is what she brings to the High Republic, yeah, we are in for it.
1: But did you know that she writes adult books under a different pen name? Yeah, doesn't
0: she write? Um, she writes romance under a yeah. different pen name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So l- listen, <laughs> she is the perfect person to write Night Sisters. Not that I think this is a Night Sister book, but just from. Or Katie Davina, I'm like, she knows what she's doing. This is really exciting that she's doing the adult novel. Yes, Star Wars, <laughs> doing something right. Yeah, between the YA and this adult novel, like, are they listening to
1: all of us women out here singing their praises? Um. So then another really exciting book is The Art of the High Republic by Kristen Baver. And it is being published under the same, like, brand of art of books that the other Star Wars art of books are published under. I can't wait
0: to have concept art of Selgeos within arm's reach yeah. at all times.
1: And you are a huge fan of, like, maps. Can you imagine, like, them doing maps in this book? Oh, I didn't even think about the maps!
0: <laughs> I want a floor plan of Starlight Beacon. I want a map. I want like a battle map from like rising storm.
1: Oh my god. Yes. I'm so excited for this now. Yeah, this is gonna be a good buff. Yeah. I'm excited. Beautiful. Um, and then the last one is Quest of the Jedi by Claudia Gray, and it's gonna be a new Dark Horse comic series. Yes. So I have a I have a question. So this isn't
0: like Marvel, it's Dark Horse. No. Okay.
1: It is Dark Horse. And I, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like I, I'm not really versed into comics, but Star Wars did lose out on their uh, collaboration with what was that? Oh, IDW. Mm, mm-hmm. The IDW comics, and that um, contract is over. So they are not continuing that. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if their collaboration with Dark Horse is, like, their replacement, so I'm not sure if this means that these comics are going to be geared towards a little bit younger or not. I don't know what that means. So, like, this might be
0: the next adventure series, not the next Marvel series, is kind of what you're saying?
1: I, like, maybe. I don't know enough about Dark Horse, to be sure, mm. I But I know that they're continuing the Marvel stuff, so that's why I'm guessing. But don't take my word for it. Yeah, I know the next
0: the next High Republic is out. I think we're on issue fourteen, so there's one more. Um, I haven't read it yet, but it's only going to be like the current High Republic run is only fifteen issues. So I don't. That's why when I saw this, I'm like, oh, is this like their next series? But I didn't even think about Adventure ending as well. So more to be seen, I guess. So the other news is that we found out that Andor is going to be two seasons. So
1: exciting.
0: Yes. Listen, like, we did the math. Andor must be coming in the summer.
1: Well, Kenobi is coming on May 25th.
0: Right. But it's only, like, six, seven episodes, right? I think so. Yeah. So, like, Andor, like, end of summer... If they just go right into it. But isn't
1: Miss Marvel is coming... It must be after Kenobi. It's gotta be. Before the fall, because that's when Mando season 3 will probably come. Yeah. That I don't even know. Because, so the next series to come out is Moon Knight, which is a Marvel one with Oscar Isaac. And then there is nothing until Kenobi. And then, but also, when is Bad Batch season 2 coming? Honestly,
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it either one isn't or two is just not coming for a little while.
1: Like 2023? Yeah.
0: Because I think, like, the Celebration lineup is, like, Kenobi's going to be the biggest one. Um, yeah. Because it's going to start, like, while we're there. And then I think there's going to be an Andor something. And I think there's going to be a Mando panel for sure.
1: Probably a gaming panel. The way that they, like,
0: clearly haven't forgotten about Andor, but still just don't really talk about it, is just, like, what is happening?
1: Yeah, and, like, it feels like they're already in Kenobi marketing full swing. Like, the day that the Book of Boba Fett finale happened, they were like, we are dropping a poster and the date is coming out.
0: Such a good poster. It's
1: like, we are in Kenobi season now. But
0: I'm happy to be in Kenobi season, <laughs> and
1: and I will say that I think that Kenobi season and 1989 season are going to be one and the same. <laughs> so you're convinced 1989 is next. Yeah. Because
0: Tumblr or uh, not Tumblr, TikTok seems to be still convincing it to speak now, but I really want Are wanna... you
1: sure? I think you're on speak now I, talk and I'm, I'm on, on 1989 speak... talk. I'm on speak now talk. I'm a 1989 stan. No, but like, have you seen everyone saying about how 1989 has taken off of TikTok? Like, you know how. No. When you like. You okay? You're not on 1989 talk. This Uh, is what everyone. Did you
0: see Blake Lively in the purple suit?
1: Yeah, I did. (laughs) I did. I did see that. But so, like, everyone is saying. So, 1989, all of the sounds on TikTok are taken down. Every single song, like, you cannot. Add those songs to your videos. And if you go look at old videos, if you had used those songs, they are taken off and there's a copyright message claim on them. The other thing that happened was apparently the regular version of 1989 got taken off of Apple Music. So it's only the Deluxe version that's up.
0: Interesting. Listen, I'm here for that. Like, I am here for that.
1: At this point, because we are exiting winter, it should be 1989 because I think that personally, I think Speak Now should be released in the winter. 1989, like, that should be sending us
0: into like late spring, early summer. It's like your gal pal, girl boss time. And,
1: And now all the Swifties are noticing like all these fives everywhere.
0: Oh, so yeah, I haven't
1: seen that either. <laughs>
0: what? Yeah, Where, why am I on speak
1: now? I, okay, and like the only, here's the only reason why I didn't send any of this to you is because it is so saturated on my TF, like my FYP that I assume that you were seeing it all too. <laughs>
0: It is like every second video. At some point, TikTok decided that I was Speak Now and you were 1989. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how this happened. No, listen. Could you imagine, like, so Kenobi is airing, and at the same time, like, blank space is a chart topper again.
1: Like, what year are we in? I think it's like, like marrying Kenobi with 1989 is like so perfect. Like, it feels right. It honestly does, though.
0: <laughs> like, welcome to New York, but it's a welcome to Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited. I made the Kenobi wallpaper. Um, I made the Kenobi poster, my wallpaper, on my phone. Um, it does kind of look like Jesus, but I kind of think that that just makes it even better. Because I'm in the South, so they'll be like, oh, look, she's she loves Jesus. Like, no, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> okay, so I think with that, we are ready to move in to the Book of Boba Fett. So, first of all, because we are going to talk spoilers, but I wanted to ask, so what did you think of the series as a whole?
1: I feel pretty good about it. Like, I definitely have a lot of criticisms, um, but there are also, like, things that I do think were done well, and I feel torn about it in a lot of ways because in some I feel optimistic about some of the ideas that were shared with us through this show, like thematic stuff. Um, And then I also find like a lot of that stuff got the ball dropped on and they didn't get to like see it through. I will say that Tamar Morrison is like a delight. I think that he was amazing in this. He carried it, honestly. Mm -hmm. Even though towards the end,
0: he was more of a cameo than a main character yeah he still carried it
1: but he like acted his butt off like he was incredible he was hilarious the comedy in this show too like he is his delivery of some of the stuff was great the way he calls everything like a little bugger (laughs) yeah or like like when he talks about banthas like oh go make bantha babies (laughs) Yeah, or when he's, like, teaching the Tuscans how to ride the speeder, and he's, like, like a bantha, and smile. you see, like, his smile is, like, in his entire face. Like, it, like, takes up his whole face. Yeah. He yeah. has, like, the pearliest whites <laughs> in the galaxy. They're so white, and I just, like, what kind of toothpaste is he using on Tatooine? I,
0: it must be the, sar- the Sarlacc acid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just whitens your teeth. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel a little torn as well, because I think, as a whole, I'm kind of lost as to what they were trying to tell us. But, like, individual moments, I really enjoyed. Like, I, mm-hmm. I almost would have liked that if the first season was just the flashbacks. Like, the whole thing yeah. was him with the Tuscan Raiders. And then maybe the second season we flash forward, or, like, one half of the season was flashbacks, and the other half was flashed forward, yeah. I think that would have helped a little bit. Because yeah. as it was, I feel like the first half of the season, especially when you watch, like, episodes one through four back to back, yeah, it, it, there is something going on. And then you get into five, six, and seven, and you're like, um, <laughs> where, where, did, where are we going? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. But that being said, like, episode five is... Like, one of the best episodes of Star Wars ever, but Mm -hmm. does it belong in the
1: Book of Boba Fett? We could talk about that. Overall, I enjoyed the Book of Boba Fett more than Mandalorian Season 2. Yes, I I would agree with that. But not as much as Season 1.
0: I would agree with that.
1: Mandalorian season two was not executed well, even though I was delighted by certain moments in that series, like having like Bo-Katan in that series is like crazy cool, but like execution I think was poor and execution in Boba Fett was spectacular at times and weaker at others.
0: Yeah. I think some of the issue with Mandalorian may be bled over a bit into Book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. but I think it was more just that they didn't know exactly what story they were telling, other than like they wanted to tell the story with Boba Fett, and mm-hmm. they had some really good ideas, and then some other ideas that just weren't as cool, you know, or just weren't done as well. This series probably could have used some more time in development, maybe. Yeah.
1: They didn't even need that much more time in development. There were little things that could have just been simpler.
0: Yeah. I think it was a little overly complicated at times. Because,
1: like, watching it back, I'm like, okay. developed it for too long.
0: Well, like, watching it back, I'm like, oh, okay. So they kind of were hinting at, like, the Pikes being the big bad. But, like... There, we spend so much time not really worried about the pikes and then suddenly they are a thing. I think they should have kept it more grounded and like, okay, the mayor is evil or, you know, like the the mommy Twi'lek is evil or something. Like, just have it be a little bit smaller scale. Just, it could have been better.
1: I guess we'll go into spoiler talk and talk about the
0: each episode. Yeah, so spoiler warning if you haven't watched it. Um, I think at this point everybody has either watched it or is already (laughs) absorbed in spoilers anyway, but you have been warned. So, let's talk about the first episode, uh, Stranger in a Strange Land. This was directed by Robert Rodriguez, and he directs uh, three out of the
1: seven. Yeah. Many people see his episodes as, like, the weaker ones, I thought that the fit sorry, the um premiere was really good. I enjoyed the first episode a lot. Mm-hmm. you liked it more
0: than me initially, yeah, like I watching it again, I think the premiere is pretty strong, but the first time I remember thinking like i don't I still don't understand what the show is gonna be yet,
1: yeah,
0: especially watching it again. I, It's a lot clearer that like he's present. They're presenting this Boba Fett that's going to be very different because he's been reborn from surviving. Yeah, and I
1: I love that aspect of this show is that like they're taking this character that's been on a pedestal for so long, but he's had like no screen time. He has no personality, and to show that they're they're aware of that, they're acknowledging that that he's become like this legend within the fandom kind of Um, and everyone has their own idea of who he is but then now they're like no we're going to show you who he is becoming after this experience he goes through.
0: Yeah which I liked and I I liked that the way that they set up the fact that he was going to change was him being taken in by the Tuscans and he said this later on but like he learns what it means to like have a tribe and have a place where you kind of fit in and I think that was the crux of like this man is old and he's tired. He's tired of, like, killing and the life he had before. Like, he's... Honestly, he's ready to have a family. and He's ready to <laughs> settle
1: down. I, yeah, I, I don't really understand the criticism that it's like, you know, like, this isn't really Boba Fett. What was ever Boba Fett? We don't really know. But also, what what is a good story if not A character going through change and learning. Yeah. I think if this had just been Boba
0: Fett, like, you know, like the way you see him in the comics, like he's just brutal and he's a killer, like, it's hard to root for that because it's like, all right, what's their arc? Are they going to change? Like, if he started like that and then he ended a different way, sure. But the the characters have to change, otherwise, it's not compelling.
1: And typically before this, We were always seeing Boba Fett through someone else's lens. Um, So we're seeing it from their perspective. And oftentimes he's a villain to whoever's perspective we're watching the story through. Mm -hmm. So, uh, of course, he's going to be perceived in a certain way. Yeah. And I I found it really interesting, too, that they
0: did even flash back to him being, you know, that little boy who watched Mm -hmm. his
1: father die. Yeah. That scene... Right, like, right in the, the premiere, like, pulling at everyone's heartstrings, prequel fans, like, especially, like, our age group were such prequel stands, giving us some love. And I, I have a feeling that Kenobi's gonna do that to us, too.
0: <laughs> I'm loving the prequel love right now. Like, this series as a whole, I think, felt way more prequel than it did originals.
1: Which yeah. surprised
0: me. Like I thought this was gonna have way more of an originals feel because it's Boba Fett and because we're on Tatooine, but it felt way more Phantom Menace than it did A New Hope.
1: Yeah. Well, they 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 really said like Attack of the Clones right.
0: Yeah. The amount of times they showed, like Bobo watching Django leave out the window, like <laughs> yeah. I just I felt for that little boy, and I thought it was really interesting that like. And he says this later, you know, he grew up on a planet surrounded by water, and now he's decided that he's going to lay claim to this place that is basically dead, because it used to be an ocean and now isn't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, that brought some like interesting threads into it. I, I'd be interested to see what they have to say about that.
1: Yeah, I hope that they release um, the making of documentary for this. Mm-hmm. They took a really long time to release the one for season two, of Mandalorian. And by the time it came out, I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for season one, did they release it immediately? Yeah, it was like
0: the next week. It was almost like another episode. And the episode. same with the,
1: with the Marvel ones. They were releasing them right after the series was done. Mm-hmm. Do we know if something's coming on Wednesday? I haven't heard anything. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. I,
0: I don't know if I would expect it, but I, I would be surprised if they didn't, because obviously Boba Fett is... Like, you know, Jon Favreau is a huge fan. So I'd be surprised if he didn't want to talk about it. So with episode one, because I think we can kind of move into episode two, but I remember when episode one came out um, and people were talking about spoilers and there was this big thing of, like, there's nothing to spoil. And I I felt that a little bit because nothing explicitly happens. But rewatching it again, I do see that this is a really good, like, setup. This is what we're going to be seeing, you know, Boba Fett go through, which I think it did need. It's like a prelude almost.
1: I will say spoilers were running rampant for this show. Oh, yeah. People just did not care. No,
0: <laughs> no, which it, is it so strange because with Mandalorian, I feel like people were a little bit more respectful about it, but not with this. So let's let's talk about episode two, The Tribes of Tatooine. I think this one, I mean outside of episode five,
1: is is the best one. Yeah.
0: It's so good. Yeah. Which, surprise, surprise, this and episode five are the two directed by women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So The Tribes of Tatooine. Is really the episode where his relationship with the Tuscans make it makes a turn. Mm-hmm. And they decide to start teaching him about living out in the sands of Tatooine. It
0: gets so mystical in this episode.
1: Gosh. Yeah. I could not believe the scene. So I guess we're going to, we have one point on this episode. It's nose lizard. We're (laughs) going to jump right into the nose lizard. Um, At this point, uh, they've, accepted him and he's you know respected them enough that they're gonna like adopt him into their tribe basically and they give him this like pet lizard he thinks it's a pet when he gets I it i thought it was a pet <laughs> i think everybody <laughs> <you> did <laughs> he's like rapunzel with pascal yeah, that's what i
0: thought <laughs> i was like oh my god he's gonna have like an animal companion and no <laughs> I mean, he sort of does. He has he has animal companions. Uh, yeah, he...
1: Listen, if anybody's a vegan in Star Wars, it is this man. Yeah, the only time... Like, the times you see him eating meat is because, like, that's what... That's all that was out in the sands. Yeah. Like, when he was eating, like, womp rats and stuff, he was only eating that because that's all that there was. Yeah,
0: no. This man loves animals.
1: Yeah, but now that he's the daimo, like, he is a vegan. You're right. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He's gonna make, like...
0: Tatooine, like, meat-free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so he gets this lizard and it's, I thought it was a pet, you thought it was a pet. Suddenly it goes up his nose. <laughs> and you're just like, what? Um, well, I love that
0: because, so, he's just like, oh, a lizard, great. Like, next thing he knows, like, this dust or whatever, some kind of drug is being flicked into his eyes The lizard jumps up his nose and he's like, I'm so sorry. I think I swallowed him. (laughs) (laughs) The comedy in this show. I just like, and then he just starts stumbling
1: around because now he's like super high off this lizard. So like he has like a trip and he sees this tree. Like, in the middle of an ocean. And it reminded me a lot of the scene in Black Panther. Yes. With the tree. Mm -hmm. Like, the lighting, the way, like, art direction of this scene reminded me of that a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's a very mystical scene also. Um, So he approaches this tree, and he, like, climbs it to get, like, wood for his weapon, for his Tuscan weapon. I was, like, my heart was, like, racing Mm -hmm. in this scene.
0: Well, like, him... Collecting this, which is, like, obviously such an important ritual for this tribe. Him forging it himself, them outfitting him in, like, traditional robes. Like, it was beautiful. Like, that whole sequence was absolutely outstanding. And, like, his... Like, the language barrier goes away. Like, he learns to speak their language, like, the same way that we saw with Mando. And I just... The way we learn so much about, like, these people have an ancestral claim to the Dune Sea. They've been here ever since, you know, the oceans dried up. Like, this is their home. I, from episode two, I really thought, like, this was the direction we were going to go. It was yeah, a- going to be about, it like... It was
1: exciting. Yeah, it was like we was were like,
0: reuniting with the Tuscans, you know?
1: And it was like, Star Wars is doing something different. They aren't, aren't, like, leaning on nostalgia. Like, they are really exploring something new. There's new ground being made in Star Wars. There's, like, a new story coming out of this. Less cameos. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I mean, you know. Well, like, listen. Like, so this is the episode. We didn't say. So this is directed by um, Steph Green, who is a woman. She did um, Watchmen was, like, the thing I recognized mm-hmm. um, when I was looking her up. So, like, in this episode the stuff that's not a flashback. <laughs> we see the the twins of Tatooine. <laughs> the hot twins, which, like, why were they there? I don't know. Which was a little bit weird. Um, Black Chrysanthemum is introduced. But the way she went from that to doing this, like, huge mystical um, flashback, I'm like, this is outstanding. Like, this is what I want. He helps them take out this train and that's how we learn like the pikes are kind of you know somehow involved because they're selling spice on this planet and I just it was amazing and then you move in from this episode to the next one and it's like oh <laughs> kind of a, a switch again
1: yeah but I think that even like going back when I rewatched it the um present day parts of episode two are just, like, reinforcing the fact that, like, no one wants Boba Fett there. Yes. And, like, he has to really fight the system to be able to beat Daimo. Yeah. Um, the the Hutt twins, like, they're interesting. They have those little rodents that they, like, put on their face. <laughs> that was so funny.
0: <laughs> like oh I'm sweating here give me a hamster to soak up my sweat. <laughs> yeah, well I just think it's funny because so like they're in that and they're like oh yeah we lay we lay claim here. We're going to take over. But then in the next episode they're like ha, peace never mind we don't want to be here.
1: And he gets his little pet pet rancor.
0: Yes. Yeah. So we we've, we've moved into the the streets of Mos Espa. Um, Which, again, is directed by Robert Rodriguez. And he is gifted a baby Rancor, which I was obsessed with this relationship. Him and the the way Rancors imprint on the first person they see.
1: Like. Why is he just laying there? It's because he's depressed.
0: Like uh, and he goes over and he scratches him and he's just the way he talks to it. She's like, "Oh, that's the spot! Like good scratches."
1: <laughs> Who would have thought Boba Fett would be like the animal whisperer? Listen,
0: like w- if you had ever told me, like, do you think Boba Fett would be a good pet dad? I would have been like, no.
1: But <laughs> actually, <laughs> he is like number one pet dad one. in canon. Listen, I still think
0: you know. Mando and Cobb Vanth, what a pair! But honestly, if Mando wants like a stable stay-at-home dad to help him raise Grogu, like it is Boba Fett.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really think that um, Boba would embrace that and get one of those little um things where you can carry the baby, the baby Bjorn. Yeah, yeah, he would like totally rock that. Oh yeah, and
0: he'd walk around to you know like. He's not being carried on his litter, you know? He likes to walk around, and he would just have baby Yoda with him. Yeah, he
1: likes to carry... He likes to walk amongst the people. Yeah. He, like, took his helmet off. He's, like, just, like, openly, like, socializing with the people. He's so social. He is. He's such a
0: social butterfly. Like, he always, like, he... So, you know how, like, it's a respectful thing when you go into, like, an establishment and you take your hat off? He always did that with his Mm -hmm. helmet. It's like oh here let me yeah. take my helmet off. I'm I'm indoors now. <laughs> it's just like wow. Yeah, no, he's he's so cute. Um this episode we also see him fight Chris Anton naked. Yeah. Like he does. What a like glistening. Um what a concept. <laughs> uh I would love to know who came up with that. Who who decided Okay, but that
1: jump scare of him being in the back tank and then just being yanked out of his like flashbacks yeah by chrysanthem special time yeah i we didn't miss we didn't miss the um the mods though because i was going to say the mods come in and save naked boba <laughs> so another little side quest of this episode is this man is like complaining to boba that like these hooligans on the street have stolen his water and then you find out that they're like These, like, young adults who, like, don't have any money and need water and don't have a job. Yeah. But they're also mods, so they all have, like, droid features, like, arms or some modification. Yeah.
0: Um, And they drive really cool bikes.
1: Yeah, they look like Power Rangers. Yeah.
0: Listen, so, I remember this episode came out around the time that, like, I think Matrix was coming out or had been out or something, these characters were a little too Matrix-y and a little less Star Wars-y, but I still yeah. think they're really cool. They are. They don't get enough time.
1: Well, one complaint that everyone was saying about this episode was that the spear chase was really slow. <laughs> and it was just, like, not climatic. Like It's not. It, nothing happens. It's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the bikes, they're so shiny. They're, they're primary colors. <laughs> I think, so, like, going off of, like, Book of Boba Fett, like, I do think that an animated show about the mods, like, in Tatooine would be so cool. (laughs) Like, kids would love, like, action figures of the mods. Like, I think that'd be so fun. I love that they're, they're basically, like, the, the righteous young adults like how dare you charge me a month's wages for a week's water like they were about to lay miz this thing you know <laughs> <laughs> and boba's just like wow um you guys are really angry i'm gonna adopt you boba just like took everyone in yeah anytime he saw somebody like, he was like you need a job i'll <laughs> give you <me> a job <laughs> yeah black Chris chrysanthemum too like he's like hi you want a job i got a job for you i do think that this episode it suffers just a little bit in plots because like ultimately you find out like yes the mayor is working with the pikes which i think we already knew like the twins was such like a random side thing but the the major domo of the mayor i can't remember his name but he is so funny
1: oh his like spokesperson oh my gosh yeah (laughs) yeah He, like, he has, like, such a weird personality for Star Wars, but I was eating it up. He, like, he was, like, a,
0: like, a living C-3PO. Yeah. Which is so cute. Like, that was so cute. <laughs> so, I think that brings us to episode four, which is The Gathering Storm. And this is directed by, um, Kevin Tancharian. I think that's how you say it.
1: He's the one who's, like, choreographed, like, cool music videos. Yeah, he
0: did, um, Glee 3D. The 3D movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that
1: stood out to me when I was looking
0: him up. Hey. Um, yes. I, so this episode is almost entirely flashback. Because it's him meeting Finnick.
1: Finnick finally getting her time to shine. Finnick
0: is done so dirty in this show. Like, as a whole. Yeah. Like, I love her in that he. she's literally the embodiment of, hey, you want me to kill that guy for you?
1: I... And, like, even though... That is very clear that she is like the muscle. Mm -hmm. I still don't know who she is as a person. And one of my favorite this is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like flash forward to the finale for a second because this is my favorite Fennec Shan moment is that when she's being very like warm with Mm Chrysanthemum, like she's like joking about like him not sharing the fruit. And she's very, like, warm with him. And it reminds me of how, like, Princess Leia is the Chewie. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, watching that scene and I was like, I have never seen Fennec be, like, warm like this. I want to want to know who she is. Like, who is she when she's not the muscle? Like, how, what is her personality? And I was like, I just got this glimpse of, like, something. And then it, it was done. Like, the, the finale was over. Yeah,
0: like... I liked seeing how Boba Fett finds her, cause um, he rescues her after Mando shoots her. He takes her to a mod parlor and fixes her yeah. up, which was kind of cool. But
1: that I I really like. That. Yeah, that was, that was it was pretty cool.
0: But what I was missing was why she decides to stay with Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. She owed him a debt, so she helps him get his ship back. And then at the end of it, it's like, so why did she stay?
1: I mean, I guess she knew that she, like, she had a bounty on her, right?
0: She assumes and that she does.
1: So I guess she figure that it was easier to like stick with him mm-hmm. because they were loyal to each other
0: yeah well like see that's why i kept thinking that she was gonna betray him at some point because we learn how loyal boba became because he's like ready to have a tribe but we don't really see a whole lot of development or like an arc with Finnick. so i kept thinking yeah. that she was gonna like double cross him at some point, and that doesn't happen. I never
1: thought, I didn't think that was gonna happen because of her little storyline with Omega in Bad Batch. True. And, um, I, and like obviously she, she does double cross the bad guys in Bad Batch, but I think that was just showing me that like she does have like a moral compass. This is true. So, like, I never thought, I never thought that she was gonna double cross Boba, but it could have happened. It was just never something that came across my mind. Yeah.
0: I, I wish we could have gotten more of her because I do like their relationship in this episode. I think them, mm-hmm. you know, breaking in to B- Java's palace and taking the ship back was hilarious. I love them breaking into the kitchen with that weird cleaver droid and the bunny rabbit ear droid. Like, <laughs> it was so funny. But like this episode leaves off with we need more muscle no wait before they got to that so Chris Danton is in the oasis and he's like drunk and he gets mad at these trans and just decides like i'm gonna beat them up
1: and then like um what's her face garza thwip is like talking him down she does the girl like this isn't you <laughs> garza thwip is a great character yes but- I, um, we were talking about off, off air before we started recording, we were talking about her eyebrows <laughs> specifically because they are, like, very, I mean, they're well, they're very well-kept, but they're bushy in terms of Twilight eyebrows. Well, Twilight and don't was, have hair. That, yeah, that's what you were saying, yeah. is that, like, if they do, it's drawn on and it's, like, a choice. Yeah. So, like... I'm just, like, a fully support her saying I'm going to get, like, hair implanted on my brows. Yeah.
0: And then just slay with those brows every single day. 100%. Yeah, no. I loved her in that whole... That was, like, her moment. Because she fails, and he's like, I'm going to rip his arms off anyway. And she just, like, looks at Boba Fett, and she's just like, whatever. And she's like, hit it, Max. I love Max. We haven't talked about that. Yeah, Max. Max
1: Rebo's in this show. I do like this cameo. Yeah. I do appreciate it. I love
0: love me some jizz music.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll talk about
0: it because they bring this in and it's so great. And then they make a choice with it. And it's like, wait, why did you do that? (laughs) But yeah, so he recruits Chris Anton for muscle. But they are like, we still need more muscle. And when they say that, then you hear the Mando music.
1: You're like...
0: Of course. Daddy Mando himself.
1: One of my top favorite characters now, I think. Yes. I, I love him a lot. I just,
0: like... The, the acting for Din Djarin is amazing. Like, Pedro Pascal, like, seriously. The way he does the voice. The way... Like, the way you can tell he's acting under that helmet. Well,
1: it's not Pedro Pascal, though. That's true. The bo- like, somebody the else body. Is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, the way... He's the the way that guy is acting under the helmet. Like, still, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, episode five, "Return of the Mandalorian," um, directed by the Queen, Bryce Dallas Howard.
1: She is incredible. Her
0: episodes are always my favorite. Always
1: very good. Um, this was like cinematic though. I want to see her direct a movie. Yeah, where's
0: her trilogy? Honestly,
1: yeah.
0: I do want to ask though. So, like, this episode is entirely just an episode of The Mandalorian. Do you think this messed with the pacing of Book of Boba Fett? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it's just an episode of Mando, so it's hard to say that it's like you my favorite. Only see
1: Fennec at the very end. Yeah, like, Fennec is like at the very end of the episode. But like, it's it's That's hard it. to
0: say. Oh, it's my favorite episode of the Book of Boba Fett because it's not an episode of the Book of Boba Fett.
1: Yeah. It's, it's incredible, though. It's so it good. It is, like, it is very good. Um, I felt, so, like, after I would seen this episode, I assumed you were going back to Boba in the next so episode. So did I. We did not really. <laughs> um, so after this episode five happened, I figured, okay, so we're going to be seven episodes in total. So I'm assuming that Book of Boba Fett was ordered as six episodes, and then they snuck this one in for some reason, like mm-hmm. some context that they needed. So I was like, okay, that kinda of makes sense why it would be seven instead of six. And my takeaway was, oh like I kinda of wish that they released this episode before Book of Boba Fett. It could have been like a surprise like prologue to season that three would of makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, and title it, because they do chapters, right? They call all these chapters, call it the prologue to season three of Mandalorian. Yeah, it could have been, like, chapter, like, 0. 0.5 or whatever. They do that with novellas
0: all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like, Mandalorian 2.5.
1: And, yeah, release it, like, before Book of Boba Fett started airing. So in December. And, like, don't, I think it, it would have been really nice as, partially like a surprise, like maybe finding out like the week before mm-hmm. that it was gonna come out. Yeah.
0: It just comes out and then you get Finnick at the end. And then like instead of an episode yeah. four, you hear the Mando music, we get to hear the Boba music for like the first time. You know, like we need we need mm-hmm. some muscle. Like that would have been really interesting.
1: Ooh, I like that with the music. Because
0: like this episode is amazing because we get to see Din Jaren like learn how to fight with the Darksaber. We get to see the Armorer again. I was not expecting to see the Armorer again.
1: And this, like, space station thing that they're on. It's Treasure on. Planet. You know what's funny is that you're the first person I've heard say that, and everyone else is saying that it's, like, Halo or no, something. No, it's, it's the Treasure Planet
0: planet. <laughs> the, it is. <laughs> Halo who? It's Treasure Planet treasure fun oh my god fun. no it's it's amazing and he like falls off the side of the planet she's like whoop now i'm back <laughs> like that was so cute but i love this because they're like oh you can help rebuild our you know cohort and all of that and he gets challenged for the dark saber but he still wins and then she's like all right have you ever removed your helmet and then <laughs> the, no irritation. <answer>. The <laughs>
1: I never heard silence quite this loud. Um, Also, he decides to get his sphere um, melted into armor for a little baby girl. And she's like, he's like, I want it for a foundling. And then he's like, well a specific family (laughs) she
0: looks at him like bitch what
1: (laughs) and she's like well he you you returned him to his kind and he's like but i miss him i miss him (laughs) that is basically what happened
0: (laughs) well and she tells him you know the path of the jedi they forego all attachments and you know so if you see him again like he can't be attached to you and he's like That's the opposite of the Mandalorian creed. And he's a
1: Mandalorian. We're about loyalty. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of spins off into talk about Mm Bo-Katan and Mandalore and the downfall of Mandalore. And we get a little flashback to that. And it is brutal. The Night of a Thousand Tears. Mm-hmm. And I think, I believe that that is what season three is going to be about, yes. about Man- the Mandalorian, is that them going back to Mandalore and, you know, the the father and the son trying to establish a life for themselves on Mandalore.
0: Well, because she tells him, since he's removed his helmet, she's like, you're, you're not one of us anymore. The only way to redeem yourself is in the living water's in the mines beneath Mandalore. And he's like, but they're destroyed. And she's like, well, sorry, that's the only
1: way. So I fully (laughs) believe
0: we're going to Mandalore.
1: And I love that. I really do. I think that there's less chance that it can be, like, cameo crazy. Yeah. I do still think, I think,
0: you know, that's how Bo-Katan's still going to fit in, though, because the armorer called her a cautionary tale (laughs) and said that since she was given the saber, that's, like... A curse was placed on them, and that's why they, mm-hmm. you know, all died.
1: But but the thing is, with Bo-Katan, like, there is a reason for her to be there. It doesn't feel like she's
0: being thrown No, in. absolutely. Like, that. it makes sense for her to be on a show on Mandalore. 100%. Oh, man. Like, this episode is so good. Because then from there, he takes his little, little shirt for Grogu... That's tied in a bundle
1: that looks like Grogu. Yeah, it's it's like a little, um, you know, like a picnic blanket, like (laughs) Prince almost. The way he
0: looks at it, and he's like, you could tell he's like crying. (laughs) But he takes public transportation back to Tatooine.
1: Mm -hmm. He takes like a plane. So
0: funny. The comedy of that whole section (laughs) was so great. But he goes back to Tatooine. We get to see Pelle again.
1: She builds him a ship. Oh, man. I love this ship. It's an
0: in-one Royal Naboo starfighter. It's beautiful. It's so pretty. And, like, he even spins around in it like Anakin in Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. And it goes so fast. It goes so fast. Like, him testing this thing out was literally phantom menace pod racing.
1: Yeah, and him saying wizard. Okay, no. So,
0: I don't know if you've gotten this far yet. How have you started Midnight Horizon? No. Okay, so you remember Ram from Yeah. Yeah. So, apparently he came up with this. He coined wizard. He lizard? coined wizard.
1: Wow. Cuz they're all like <laughs>
0: stop trying to make wizard happen. It's not going to happen.
1: No way. So they totally mean girls. At they it. totally mean
0: it's so funny. Pele is a delight. She dated a Jawa. They're too furry. Wasn't expecting a furry joke. Um BD One.
1: <laughs> I love Pelle. Yeah. So I don't think it's the same BD one. I, I
0: don't think it can be.
1: It makes me too sad if I think that it Yeah, is. because
0: then it's like, all right, where's Cal? Yeah. Like, what's happening? I,
1: I So it's just a BD droid. Yeah, she just says BD. I,
0: like, she doesn't say BD1, mm-hmm. so. But cow Cal also
1: calls him
0: BD. Well, yeah. I mean, you also call BB8, you know, BB and R2 and whatever. But, like, I still like that they threw that in there, though, because people who have never seen BD1 are now seeing this design. And they're all like, this is the cutest droid I've ever seen. It's like, yeah, he is the cutest droid. <laughs>
1: And he rides on your shoulder. Oh my gosh, like. So then the end of this episode is basically um, Fennec showing up, having a little bit of screen time. (laughs) Saying, we
0: need you.
1: We need your help. And he agrees to help for free.
0: Because he's a good dad.
1: But okay, so at the end of
0: this, he was like, there's something I need to do first. And that, oh, that yeah. was him going to, you know, see Grogu. And I was like, okay, so we're not going to see Mando fight this fight because that's going to be season three of Mando. He's going to go, like, get Grogu. Um, not the case. <laughs> we see it immediately. And that's where I feel like. You you could justify but, yeah. you could justify episode 5. You can't justify you could not episode justify episode six. 6. No, you can't do you it. You
1: cannot justify it without changing the name of the TV show. Yes. And changing the marketing. Yeah. It, it was because too much. if they wanted to do this they could not like they completely mismarketed it. Mm-hmm. Cuz honestly
0: to me episodes 1 through 4 are book of boba fett and 5 through 7 is mandalorian 2.5 yeah
1: i just why why isn't this season three of mandalorian it should have been I, there was no reason for like listen
0: i love when he goes to try to see grogu i think it's hilarious the bench thing is so funny
1: oh my gosh is that a is bench? that
0: a bench <laughs> um him trying to see grogu like i love all of that i got sad i got yeah. so sad but then like Luke and Ahsoka being in this was too I, much.
1: Okay, so my opinion is that you have one of them. Not both. And not both. Um, I feel the same way about Mando season two, is that you don't need Ahsoka and Luke. Yeah. You just need one of them. I didn't have a problem with seeing Luke in this episode, well, actually. Because he looks so much better, Surprisingly, Um, He is a little stiff. In the way he talks, yeah, because it's like an AI talking.
0: It it reminds me of um, Return of the Jedi, though. Like him in the beginning, yeah. like at Jabba's palace. It, it reminds oh, me of that. Uh,
1: his his temperament was right, yeah. um, but stiff at times. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't like I wasn't upset over seeing him. I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, this makes sense that we're gonna see him. Mm-hmm. Um, would I have preferred to have them have a real actor? Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was talking about this um, when it came out, but my gut is telling me that the next time that we see Han Solo, Young is going to be CG, and that is just going to make me really upset. That's so about unfortunate. Alden. And,
0: you know, it's probably because of the reaction to Alden from certain fans I know well and like here's the thing like seeing him it it didn't bother me he has his little moment with the frogs and Grogu and I'm like okay that's fine and then we see Ahsoka which I didn't like but when she turns Mando away I'm like okay that's it that's the end of it we're gonna go back to Book of Boba Fett and we don't we have this whole training thing with Grogu and I'm like now the pacing is really suffering I don't know why we needed to see Grogu train in the Book of Boba Fett.
1: The pacing was weird, but, like, this is a Dave Filoni episode, and the pacing's been weird in all of his episodes.
0: Yeah, I think he gets sidetracked in his episodes, and it's just very strange. I do like that we see Mando try to see Grogu, and, like, it's – that's really cute, and he's like, I just want to see him, like, can you please give him this present – and at the end, like, Grogu gets to make his choice, but we spend too much time on Ahsoka, who just, I get so mad every time I see her, and then we spend so much time with Luke training Grogu, and I'm like, why? Is, like, is this a reaction? Because, you know, we had, we ended up having to see Ray train, so do we have to just see everybody train now to justify being a Jedi? <laughs>
1: I will say, even though it bogged down the pacing, like... It was funny. It was adorable. It was funny. His, like, jumps... The the Twilight really
0: reference it was pretty funny.
1: Is it a Twilight reference, or is Twilight referencing Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> it's, po- It's like, poetry, it right? <laughs> <laughs> the real trilogy is Empire Strikes Back, Twilight, and Boba Fett, Episode 6. <laughs> The trilogy
0: of Hang-On-Tight Spider-Monkey. Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: Yeah, it's cute. I mean, this episode reminded me how much I don't want that Ahsoka show. Yeah. You know. A
1: lot. A lot. And I've been, um, I've been rewatching watching Rebels a little bit lately, mm-hmm. and it makes me sad that that story is not being told in animation. It should
0: be told in animation. Like, the concept art for Ahsoka for this episode looks like concept art for Rebels and it just reminds me how good she looked in Rebels and how bad she looks in Mm -hmm. live action and
1: how Ashley Eckstein just like breathes so much (sighs) life into her yeah
0: This, this character doesn't feel like Ahsoka I don't understand how she like quasi was flirting with Luke
1: that was really weird. They gave each other eyes. Yeah, they did. I felt really uncomfortable. Well, like,
0: she was like so much like your
1: father. Wing, you're so much like your father. Like, <laughs> <it's> like
0: stop. <laughs> yeah, no, it was weird. The fact, like it, for me to say, um, I prefer Luke in this episode over Ahsoka. I feel like is a lot <laughs> out of context. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So do you, I, I just want to, like, go back to the whole CG thing for a second. Do you think that the Lando show is going to be a CG main character? Uh <laughs> Why would you say that? I don't think it will be because I think people are actually a really big fan of Donald Glover. But, but, like,
0: it's not fair. If it's Donald Glover, then it needs to be Alden.
1: Yeah. Well, like, here's the big question is, like, there were weird rumors that, Han Solo was going to be in the finale of Boba, Boba, Boba Fett.
0: Oh, with with Ben?
1: Uh, I don't know if with Ben, but, like, for the fight or something, that he was going to be somehow involved. I'm glad he wasn't. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, was that, like, imagine, like, a, like, Alden interacting with a CG Luke. Like, how weird would that be? Okay, like, I
0: would like, I would have loved to see Alden interacting with Helly, with Din, with Boba, and Cobb Vanth. (laughs) Could you imagine Alden and Cobb Vanth? (laughs) The energy. The the bisexual (laughs) energy. The bisexual energy energy that would have just been jumping off the screen. Now, him (laughs) with a CGI Luke, I think, would be weird. 100%. But, yeah. Um, This episode, I liked the ending of this episode with uh, Yoda. (laughs) With Grogu getting a choice um
1: what oh. i don't like
0: is how i think luke is trying to
1: project yoda onto grogu too much that is that is really weird yeah but then again like luke has only known obi-wan and yoda yeah. as like jedis and now ahsoka and mm-hmm. So, he only
0: knows three. Well, like, the way he kept talking about Yoda with him, he's like, did you ever know him? And, like, baby Yoda's like, I'm a baby. <laughs> and he's just, like, looking. <laughs> like, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to give you a choice. Um, You can have this adorable chainmail shirt
1: that your daddy made you, or you can have Yoda's lightsaber. But he was also really clear about, like, you know, like, you're going to outlive your daddy, like... Yeah. By generations. Like humans only live this much and you have like your whole life ahead of you if you want to return to this. I like Yeah, I think it makes so much sense for him to be for him to
0: leave because he will have time to go back and train again. If he wants to. He might not even want that, you know? Yeah. Like, I like that Luke kinda did give him a choice. I don't like (gasps) I it's luke's training academy is so funny to me because honestly like our head cannons are like so confirmed there's no sex education luke is like if you touch a finger you die like because he's doing the no attachment thing like it's there's a timeout bench. (laughs) there's a timeout bench like go think go sit on this bench and think about what you did like Ben Solo and Grogu being like, you know, screw your school, like, I believe it.
1: I, like, I really like the idea of, um, a scene where Grogu is at this school with Luke in the early days, and, like, Han and Leia show up with baby Ben, and they just, like, stare at each other. Like, can you just imagine, like, the parents talking? And like... And Ben Ben and Grogu just, like, looking at each other. I feel like... Krogu would just stare at him and, like, eat a frog. Yeah, he definitely did his calligraphy or read a book. Oh, 100%. I bet he, like,
0: stashed a book, like, at the bench.
1: Yeah, like, under, like, some of the shrubs over yeah. there. I bet, listen, yeah. I have this, like,
0: headcanon that, like, Ben Solo, like, yeah, he's, like, totally, like, a nonfiction kind of guy, but I also think that that's heavily influenced by Luke in the Jedi training, but I think, just like Reed Diggory, He finds some, like, romantic book, and he's like, oh, my God, this is my favorite book, and, like, reads it until it falls apart. Like, that's (laughs) my... Yeah,
1: definitely. So... (laughs) Okay, but we're ready for the finale. No, we forgot something in this episode that was really What did we forget? Order 66. Oh, my God. Dave Filoni can't direct anything without showing Order Sixty Six, and I'm okay with that because showing Order Sixty Six is my my like whole life. Yeah, like I like it is one of my favorite things. Yeah,
0: this is true. Um,
1: because I love pain. <laughs> I <laughs> and Order Sixty Six is like instant pain. <laughs> yeah, I it really reminds me that I'm human and I can feel something. Oh my god.
0: Okay, so this is like a side story, but um. So we're, we're like, doing ecology um, in – with, like, my kids at the school. Like, we're in this ecology unit. And to introduce them, I was, like, introducing, like, um, this concept where we would like, taken out the wolves and it changed um, the other populations. And we were theorizing about what might have happened to the wolves. And I had this kid go, we executed order 66, which I thought was hilarious. and But I moved on, and then another girl was like, I'm sorry, I don't understand. What is Order 66? And I said, kill all the Jedi. And the look she gave me was horrified. <laughs> so yes, even if you don't know what it is, it strikes fear into the hearts of children. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that um, Grogu saw Order 66 with his own two bright eyes.
1: Yeah, I also, like... Where does Luke learn how to do that?
0: See, listen, the only person we don't have to see train is Luke because he's Luke Skywalker.
1: I mean, like, I, I recognize that it's been, what, five years since, since Return of the Jedi? Yeah. So I recognize that there's time in there for him to learn something, but bringing back memories to me seems like. It's like a big thing. That is, like, some intense training. Well, like, does he
0: have some Jedi texts yet? Oh, I don't know. See, this is where, this is where that gets dangerous to me, because, well, for one, we know the Ochi book is coming, but for two, like, at some point, we're gonna see him and Lando go to Jakku and face down Ochi and Bestoon looking for stuff, like, I, I think it's a little bit too close for that for me. Yeah,
1: I just, unless, like, maybe Luke, like, you know how some Jedi just, like, all kind of have their specialty, that they have, like, one power that they're good at. That would be
0: interesting.
1: If Luke had that ability. Yeah. I'm not saying that he couldn't learn it. I'm just like, where do you learn that? I'm,
0: I am i kind of am open to, like, you being able to learn everything, but maybe you specialize in one.
1: Yeah, like, the High Republic really shows us that, that Jedi have, like, different things that they're good yeah,
0: at. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so yeah, so thank you for reminding me that um, Dave Filoni has to traumatize us in every episode. Um, but we get, like, a little mini Boba cameo at the end, because now they've got all their muscle, but they need foot soldiers, and so now Mando gets to go, I know a guy.
1: And this was, listen, we both of us said that this show is a waste of time if Cobb doesn't show up. Both of us were like, did it really happen unless Cobb is in it? Thank God.
0: Not only is he in it, but he looks better than ever.
1: He always looks really good.
0: Well, and he gets to show—he gets to have a little high noon showdown with Cad Bane.
1: Oh yeah, Cad Bane shows up. So, so there's happens. a lot of cameos. So much happens in this episode. There's a lot of
0: cameos. This is a cameo episode. <laughs> I like completely forgot about Cad Bane for a minute. Who also looks better than Ahsoka. He
1: looks great. He looks so good. I love his design in my eyes. His actions. teeth.
0: Great. So pointy. So pointy. Yeah, no. Um, Cod Vanth is in this. I was so upset. I'm like, you gave me Cod Vanth and then you shot him. I'm like, he's not dead. He's mm-hmm. not dead.
1: Yeah, both of us. So, like, uh, like apparently he's a lot more injured than both of us thought he was. I gonna- he got shot in the
0: shoulder. Like, I thought he was just and, fine. Yeah,
1: and they were like going to get med yeah. packs. I was, like, he's fine. Like, the deputy died. He got shot, like, 12 times. And then Cobb got shot
0: once in, like, the Mm -hmm. shoulder. In the shoulder. So I'm, like, oh, he's fine. And you're,
1: like, this is Star Wars. They can deal with that. Like, he's fine. Obviously not.
0: But, like, so (laughs) many more people than I expected, like, just thought he was dead and didn't understand, like, him in the finale and, like... I was like, no, you can't just kill Cobb Vanth. Like, it's not happening. He doesn't... He Like, he has to meet Boba Fett.
1: I, like, I think that if Cobb Vanth had gotten killed off, that was me quitting Star Wars. <laughs> I think that would have been the moment that I would have said, we're starting our Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm done. I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> that is so unbelievably valid. Like,
0: you can't just get... Like, he wore the Boba Fett armor in live action
1: before him. he wears
0: it so and he does. I well. mean he, he looks so little and did scrawny you, in it and like honestly it's did survived. you
1: see um that black series I sent you today because yes. people are starting to get their pre because it was pre-ordered like a while ago people are starting to get so their advanced shipped to them. It looks so good. The sculpt is nice. Yes. It
0: it looks exactly like him. Like listen we've been talking about this. If if he's at celebration and he's doing pictures we cannot. Like, Shannon, I don't think we can. No, I don't think we can either. We couldn't even handle taking a picture um, in the booth next to Christopher Sean and then seeing him as we left. Like, we couldn't even handle <laughs> that. <laughs> and you think we can take a picture with Cobb Vanth himself? Honestly, I liked Cad Bane in this, but my expectation going to the finale was that he was going to have a showdown with Fennec. Now, Yes, I understand his history is with Boba Fett, but we just had a, a showdown with him and Finnick recently.
1: Wait. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, like, he has history with Finnick Yeah, also. he does. And he does not, Finnick, like, goes away. He's gone the whole finale. He, she's not no, there. No, she's not. You messaged me.
0: You're like, did Finnick just leave? <laughs> She's just gone. The
1: whole The whole finale. Yeah, because she leaves to go deal with, like, the mayor's office or something on the other side of town. Yeah. No, she goes, like, Wh- all the way where, to Mos Isley. Yeah, and that's where the pikes are, like, working out of or something. Yeah. So she goes to deal with that office. And she's just gone for so long. I thought that, like, five minutes later we would see her deal with that. But it was, like, the end of that episode. No. Yeah, so
0: we're in episode seven, In the Name of Honor... Once again, directed by Robert Rodrigo. I think as far as finales go, it was a good finale. Yeah. Like, I I, I like that it we have a happy ending in Star Wars that's so rare these days.
1: Yeah, we did get a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, and
0: we got, um, you know to be perfectly honest, the Renaissance Fair Boba theme is
1: I enjoyed it. it well, it's so um, Ewoks like, it gives me Ewoks vibes. <laughs> I I really like so yeah at the very end of the episode you get this um medieval version of the book, the boba fett beam, and it reminds you that star wars is a fantasy yeah. it really is like this is a fantasy this is not sci-fi mm-hmm. and i'm like i respect I that i
0: respect that i i really enjoyed that i I liked all of the action scenes in this. Um, I think that it was just kind of one big long action scene. Yeah, it was a long episode, an hour. Yeah. The pikes aren't really fleshed out to me. Yeah,
1: nondescript.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking of like season seven of the Clone Wars when like Ahsoka like has to go save the the sisters because they fall in with the pikes. Yeah. And so, like, they go to Obadiah, and I'm like, okay, the pikes are, like, really scary. And in this, they're not
1: that scary. (laughs) Yeah, they're just kind of, like, nondescript. And, um, personally, I think the show would be so much stronger if they set up Cad Bane as, like, the big bad from the beginning. If, like, Cad Bane was really, um, focused, then there would be more context to his demise, In the the finale. And it would
0: have added something because obviously Boba Fett has changed, but that would have been a way to say, like, I know you. I know you're a bounty hunter. I know you're a killer. Like, that would have been a counterpoint Mm -hmm. for his character. And then I think that also would have added to him eventually killing Cad Bane with a Tusken weapon. Like, it would... It, yeah, it's very meaningful, but like they didn't deliver it the best way,
1: yeah. And like, what does Tad Bane mean to someone who's never seen him in anything else? That he's
0: a booty rocking cowgirl, <laughs>
1: like, that's it. <laughs> like, he comes in with his hat and his
0: teeth, and it's like, okay, <laughs> I like that Boba's like, you're old, get out. <laughs> what do you know? You're old did you see that tiktok i sent you where it's like the peepaw versus dilf
1: yeah i died (laughs) so shannon sent me this like chart where peepaw is like the grandfather in um holes (gasps) and that cad bane is essentially the peepaw in star wars and then the dilf on the other side is Mando is Dinjarin, and then the 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 middle of it where it crosses over is Boba Fett.
0: She calls him a pill, and he is a pill.
1: Pill. <laughs> he is a pill.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I liked that. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. I I agree. I think if Cad Bane had been established a little bit sooner, it would have meant some more. I think if he had been more present in the episode, would have meant a little bit more. Um, you get to see a lot more of the mods in this episode, but, like, again, Mm -hmm. I don't really know the mods. They don't really have personalities, like... I, I ship the main girl with, like, everybody. Like, (laughs) she, like, Finnick, she, like, says something to Finnick, and Finnick's like, ooh, manners. And I was like, hello?
1: (laughs) But then she, like, has this chemistry but that's when fennec but that's when fennec leaves and then doesn't come back for the whole No, lot, i know so. and
0: then she like instead has this chemistry with like one of the free town people and i'm like okay like maybe i just <laughs> ship you with everybody i think by far my favorite part of this episode is again it's not even a book of moba fett moment it's pele coming in with baby grogu on like this i don't even know like a rickshaw
1: yeah, it's a. It's like yeah, a. Yeah, Mando,
0: his whole demeanor changes. He's like, oh, "Baby, he got the shirt.
1: You got the shirt." Like... <laughs> I. Grogu launched himself into yes. his arms. I was crying. Oh, baby loves his daddy. It was daddy. this moment. They love
0: each other so much. So much. And just like he's like running from his life, from like a literal like. What are what kind of droid is that? It's like like a battle droid. It looks like
1: something that's like in the prequels, but like huge. Yeah, it's like a spider. I mean, they were like all over runaway. the Clone
0: Wars. He's like running from his life, and the second he sees his child, he's like,
1: "Oh my god!" <laughs> like my child. Best reunion
0: ever. Pele being a comedic god, so mm-hmm. funny. I was
1: just thinking about because um, like he wears his like chainmail like underneath his like little paper bag <laughs> thing.
0: is <laughs> like, rise. No, okay. Ugh. I don't know if you've seen this, but there's this girl on Instagram. <laughs> it's, like, when I'm on my, like, explore, I'll see her, her reels. Okay. And mm-hmm. she has, like, this um, sparkly mesh type, like, bodysuit. And she'll wear, she'll, like, show, like, is it, do you prefer it over... My this top or, like, under this top or, like, over these pants or under these pants or, like, over this material or over that material. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> is the, is the yeah. mesh better over the paper bag or under the paper bag? <laughs> <laughs> we get to see the Rancor make its triumphant appearance. I was stressed
1: out. No, it, like, I'm not gonna lie, the whole Rancor perp really stressed me out. And, like, the Rancor, like... It was just a baby Rancor, and he was getting hurt, and he was in peril, and then they had this whole King Kong moment with him, and I was worried about him. I love, though,
0: that, like, Boba, the second he saw this thing, he was like, I'm gonna ride that. (laughs) And he does. (laughs) Like. Like a backup. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, and, like, baby Grogu, I think, and the Rancor are now um, friends, he soothes yeah. the beast.
1: They had little naps. Yeah, together.
0: that was the cutest thing ever. Um, we completely forgot to mention that the Pikes blew up. Max Rebo. the yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, but was I haven't I haven't like noticed was Max Rebo in there when it got? Bl- I don't
0: blown know, up? but he was there every other time. So like I would have.
1: Garza Thwip is gone. Yeah,
0: which is upsetting.
1: I, why? Like, I would have loved
0: to see her again. Yeah. I don't understand why we keep the other Twilight guy, but we lose her. Oh, yeah. But
1: he's funny. Him and Kelly, there's something in the she water. She says, hey, nice head tails. There's something yeah, there. I,
0: I really think that's going like, wow, like, nice chest. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, and there was that... Did you end up watching that video I sent you where um yes. those actors did that valentine skit so together?
0: Oh my god! And they must
1: have filmed that like while they were filming Book of Boba Fett. Oh
0: my gosh! Yeah, but um yeah that happened. But the pikes are defeated, and we get a happily ever after with Nando and Baby Gro. see also the fact that the final scene is like mandu
1: and Grogu flying off into the sunset in the Book of Boba Fett show. It's really cute. And he's like knocking so Grogu is in his little He has a car seat. Where it's Well it's like where the droid is supposed yes. to go. But Pelly made like get a little bubble so he can go in it and he's like knocking on the glass Knocking on the glass like a little toddler until um, Dan actually hit, like, the fast button. I
0: thought thought he was knocking on the glass because he wanted to sit in his lap. Me too! (laughs) I thought that's what was going to happen, but it was still cute. (laughs) We we also forgot, he gave him the ball back.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, He's like, hold on to this. By far, though, the best moment in the finale... It finding out Cobb Vanth isn't actually dead.
1: Yeah, it was after credit scene. It was like Marvel. Yeah. Well, because when they said
0: that the Bacta tank was being taken, I thought it was Chrysanthemum because they had mentioned that he needed a Bacta tank. And then you see yeah. him and I just didn't think anything of it. No. They put Cobb Vanth and the Bacta tank in like... A turtleneck? Oh, How come Boba Fett goes in there in, like, boxers, and they put Ka Vanth in a turtleneck. Like, listen, he is still serving. But the turtleneck was hot. It, like, it was, like, hot. I saw the turn Ka Boobies. And, yeah. like, yeah, I would have loved to see it, too. But, yes, I agree. The turtleneck is a great look. And then he's going to get he's high. gonna get modded. Next time we see him, he's going to yeah. be a mod. Do you,
1: see, you see, like, the mod guy come in with, like, a knife, and you're like, he was that hurt? <laughs> like... Is he going to get a, like, a droid arm? Like,
0: what? Ooh. Like, like an happening. Anakin droid arm? With some attachments? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> as if, as if we've gone, too, we've gone
1: too far on a family-friendly podcast. We <laughs> because... can't. You know, I teach
0: middle school now. I have to, like, contain myself so much. <laughs> Final thoughts on the Book of Boba Fett. Head empty.
1: <laughs> head empty now. I just emptied your head. <laughs> yeah. Um, final thoughts are: I am so excited for Mando season three. Honestly, yeah, and I wasn't before. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, this Boba kind of left off saying like, "Leading Tatooine isn't for me. Let's head off, Fennec." Um, so I think is gonna be in charge. Yeah, I do too. And but I just like what's happening to Boba and Fennec? Like, where are they going? Are we going to see more of them? Or is this it for them? Like, I I would love if we
0: pick back up. Like, I want to see him with the Tuscans again. Like, that was the one thing mm-hmm. I felt the finale was missing. I really thought that the Tuscans were going to come and aid him, and that yeah, just didn't but happen. Like,
1: will other tribes of Tuscans take him in? Like that. I mean, that's a good question. One. I I yeah. don't understand
0: why we had to kill the entire tribe of Tuscans. Yeah,
1: I really thought that ooh, that was going to lead to them being in the finale and finding out that not all of them were killed. Yeah, it's like, I
0: loved all the Attack of the Clone references, but that one we could have not had, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, overall, I think I actually really did enjoy Book Boba Fett more than I thought I was going to. What purpose did it serve? I have no idea. Um, it's, it's just, to me, I think it's just a connector between season two Mando and season three Mando. I think that is its purpose.
1: It should have, but it should have been marketed as the novella between the two Yeah, books. and it wasn't. Like, cause
0: it is, it's, it's a, it's a Mando novella is what Book of Boba Fett is. Mm-hmm. And I think if it had been marketed that way, it would have set expectations differently. Mm-hmm.
1: It is Frost and Starlight. It is Frost and Starlight. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's like the perfect comparison. It is such a
0: good comparison. If
1: it had been, if it had been marketed correctly... I would feel more warm about it. Like, I would feel... So, are you saying
0: that season one, season two of Mando is the original Kotar series, and season three is going to be Court of Silver Flames? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look at that. We brought it all the way back to Sarah J. Maas. All right, but do you have um, any other thoughts on the book of
1: Boba Fett? No, because you, like, completely (laughs) emptied my head when you started talking about Cobbent's arm. (laughs) Listen, like, don't be surprised
0: if he shows up next season and he's got a robot hand. Like, the fan art? (laughs) The fanfic? The the blender attachments. Like, I'm sorry, it's just... (laughs) Right, but um i think that's gonna do it for this episode before it turns into lipstick and lightsabers after dark um if you want to keep the conversation going we are pretty much always on twitter at lip underscore lightsabers uh next week or ne- next week but next episode hopefully we will be talking about midnight horizon so if you want to talk to us about that um alex is at alex leonis and i am at mccarter shannon and we'll see you guys next time bye bye